to our latest episode of ERA Talks. I'm Neda Simeonova, Communications Director at ERA and your ERA Talks host. On today's episode, we have Walter Tobin, CEO of ERA, and special guest Phil Gallagher, CEO of Avnet, who will discuss how Avnet helps its customers and suppliers navigate disruption. Welcome, Walter and Phil. Thanks, Neda. Phil, uh, a special welcome to uh, our latest podcast, ERA Talks. I want to uh, thank you for your many years of friendship and also thank Avnet for, you know, being a long-term member of ERA and certainly a great corporate citizen of our industry. So thank you for all that Avnet does for our industry and all the people that it provides uh, tremendous employment for. Well, well, thank you, Walter. Appreciate it and uh, good to spend some time with you today and and, uh, many of the folks out there. And uh, Netta, thanks for, for helping to coordinate it all. So thank you, Walter. Appreciate the opportunity. Perfect. So, Phil, to get started, I wonder if you could, uh, you know, tell our audience a little bit about Phil Gallagher, you know, your industry background, the years at Avnet, and the road that you took from Philadelphia to the uh, CEO office at Avnet. Yeah, thanks, Walter, and, and I'll be brief. But yeah, you're right. The, uh, the city brotherly love, right? So, from Philadelphia originally, you know, right out of Drexel University, I was actually still going to school at nighttime. I got the, offered the opportunity to go worked for this company called Hamilton Avnet. Remember who they, they were, right, Walter? And it was electronics, which was tough to explain back then. Uh, we think it's tough now. I tried to explain it back in 1982, a semiconductor. And, uh, hey, I got a company card, bucks a week on 100% commission, and said, hey, off we go. So here I am now. You know, I'm really blessed. I got into an industry that was really in its infancy, right? Think about the technology, the suppliers, the customers, the people that we've had a chance to work with over the years and get mentored. So net net, wake up and I've been there or been here uh, 39 years. So uh, I started off in sales, as I noted, then went to sales management, then moved to LA in 93. And then I've uh, been here in Arizona you know, for going on 20, 26 years here in the West Coast. But as I always say, never forget where you came from and who helped you get to where you're at. And water, this business is still about people and relationships and Technology changed how we do business, but what we do is, uh, I still say, very similar to what we started doing 40 years, well, 100 years ago, for Avnet, but 40 years ago for me. Well, that's great. You know, I know that you've always been, you know, customer-focused, sales-focused, and certainly that bodes you well being in the corner office. You've certainly seen a lot of change over the years uh, in our industry. I wonder if you could touch on uh, what you see as the state of the global supply chain today. Yeah, so hey, look, we're in some interesting times, right? We like to talk about the different turns we've seen in, in the markets over the last several decades. And certainly this, based on COVID, and I should have opened up and hope everyone's doing okay and, and, and get ready to bounce back out of this COVID situation. But it's really taken the the typical, if you will, seasonality and cyclical trends that, that we've seen and kind of, kind of thrown them out. You know, 2020, as we all know, was a year of question marks. Factories, you know, shutting down, starting up. We know what's happening in in Asia with the COVID kind of rebounding a bit, which has caused us some additional challenges across the Asia pack. And you wake up, you say, "Wow, holy cow!" Here we are in uh, in January. I, I like to say in January 2021, we were talking about the automotive industry, right? I mean, you know, getting caught short, and the, and the, dominantly the conversation was around you know the high end controllers, you know, microcontrollers. And today, it's not just still the automotive and still the high-end controllers. It's all the micros, much in the analog, some power, starting to hit connectors. So it's just really broad-based because 
you know, all the verticals are hot right now, right? So you got automotive, you got consumer, you got the industrial. Medical slowing down a little bit, but still strong defense. So you see, there's all these verticals are doing well, and we got caught short, just a bit short on the demand planning, if you will, on some of the manufacturing side of things. So it's left us with some challenges, but I, and we'll have to navigate those, right? And we will navigate them like we have in the past. I wonder, Phil, if you could just touch on how Avnet specifically is helping its customers, you know, navigate through all of the different complex, challenging supply issues that you just mentioned. Sure. So I think we're all realizing, even outside the semiconductor market, that people sometimes take supply chains for granted until they can't get what they want. <laughs> uh, in this case, we're talking maybe semis or connectors. And in the consumer side, a year ago, it was toilet paper, right? And all of a sudden, so what happened to the supply chain? So with us sitting in the, uh, on our 100-year anniversary, by the way, sitting in the center of the technology supply chain, we're you know, I call it upstream, dealing with our suppliers. Right downstream, we're taking in thousands of MRPs, you know, forecasts from customers on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, you know, and we're, we're with our analytics and, and whatnot, looking at, okay, how are things going? And I think what people are, and companies that, and there's a silver lining, are starting to reevaluate is, hey, do they have the right supply chain partner? You know, and is the way they've been doing business the way they need to do business in the future? And if you've got... You know, very, very low ASP products, average selling a piece price of products holding up $100,000 cars. People are going to start looking at that again. So I think, you know, we're, we're sitting here, we're seeing opportunities today, uh, customers that maybe we hadn't seen before, uh, some suppliers coming to us and asking us to help build out new, new supply chain. We call them supply chain architects. We do. And we're, we're pretty much not at capacity, but we're adding more because of the opportunities coming in. So that's, and we're going to have challenges, right? Water, I mean, you know, but our job is to navigate those, work through those together as a team. Sure. So, Phil, what's been the overall response from your customers and manufacturers to the different programs that you have uh, have in place to help them navigate these difficult times? Well, certainly it's been, it's been, it's been you know, when I say positive, positive standpoint, I think the customers, our knowledge that we're in this together, for sure. And by the way, we've got uh, or close to total working capital invested, probably close to five, five and a half billion dollars between inventory and people's payables invested in supply chain. So I think people are recognizing the expertise that we, we bring to the party, even more so than prior. I mean, I'm on calls, you know, every day with our suppliers, had three this morning. I had two customers, some old friends that needed some help in the, in supply chain and need some help with some shortages. So we're just navigating through it. And, and, and I would say in this time, there's others. I used to work being responsible. So I think we all need to be responsible, you know, and make sure we're doing the right thing. We're being transparent. Uh, everybody's in this together and, you know, and build on the relationships that we've, we've built over the years. Okay. And, and I think if we do that, you know, we'll, we will get through it. There'll be some pain. Okay. But we're going to, we, we'll, we'll get through this. And it's, and again, like I said, it's, it's a good, it's a high demand issues. So it's a good problem, but it doesn't feel that way at times when you got shortages. So Phil, you've got thousands of customers on supply chain programs. They're all downloading their MRPs into you electronically. How does Avnet rationalize the thousands of supply chain feeds that you're getting from your customers and harmonize those demand signals into an effective and accurate forecast into its suppliers? How do you do that? Magically, water. <laughs> so, 
So, you know, we, uh, and by the way, we take uh, a lot of the uh, feeds are uh, EDI, automated, others are flat files, believe it or not, still today. So we can take it, so I call it one to many. Uh, we can take it any way the customer wants to give it to us. We'll get it into the system and, and, and drive it into our demand planning that, that we then drive up, as I call upstream, to our suppliers. So we've got quite a bit of AI analytics going on right now, which helps us. Because history often is as good the forecast as the future because a lot of customers don't know what they need, frankly, that accurate outside of 30, uh, 60 days, got us into some of this situation that we're in. So we, we see it, you know, okay, and we can see where there's, you know, volumes going up that look out of ordinary. So the analytics takes care of a lot of that for us, then picks out, you know, an aggregated exception report. And then we go, well, we still got to pick up the phone and call the customers and verify the demand. Is it what they really need? Is it, is it accurate or not? Frankly, it's a lot of a lot of hard work, but that's what we do with our advanced planning. We continue to add, like I said, analytics to it, and then feed that up to up the suppliers. Remember, the suppliers, as you know, all you know, all too well, they've all got different terms and conditions too, right? So we're managing thousands of customers and you know, hundreds of suppliers on both ends, trying to balance that out. Which, by the way, we welcome that. You know, complexity uh, in our world is, is fine. Okay? It, it drives more value for us. But there needs to be a firm hand on the rudder of the ship, if you will, to apply windage and common sense. And that's where your, your good people come in, you know, to make sure we don't let the analytics run the business. We do need, you know, common sense from the great people, uh, you know, in Abnet. Uh, along that line, Phil, you know, what do you see the role that the manufacturer's reps are playing today in helping your field, sales teams, your branches work with common customers and manufacturers to help navigate the situation? Well, completely integrated. I mean, you know, and I want to go back to your people comment there. I, I talk a lot about, you know, we, we don't have complex the industry's gotten or appears to be. You know, there's still three pillars of water. There's the suppliers, right, our partners. Okay, they're not vendors, our supplier partners. Okay, we got our customers. And in the middle of that is our employees, right? And uh, in our case, 14,000 of them that... Uh, do an exceptional job. They build relationships over time, and and they build IP over time. Right to your point, so say what we do has changed, but hasn't changed as dramatically. How we do it has, right, because of automation and digitization and all those things. But it is still people in the middle of it that make it work. Without relationships, you're in trouble, right? So you got to have the best of the best. With regards to the reps, on uh, the manufacturer reps, as you know, Laura, we've been a support. We're a supporter of ERA. We're a supporter of ECIA. We support reps. I mean, we, 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 the reps are, they're, they're, I like to say we're, we're an extension of each other and an extension of the supplier. So we're, we're hand in hand working with the reps out there. <laughs> we like those guys. Known, known many of them as long as I've known you, Walter, for, for decades, right? So, so I like to say we're, we're in it together. Yeah, you know, we need to be, you know, again, partnering constantly, supportive of each other. Okay. As we're all part of a great industry and a great ecosystem. So you just work hand in hand. So, Phil, I wonder if you could uh, dust off your crystal ball and give us as much uh, guidance, if you will, or windy, John. What do you see for second half of 2021 and perhaps beyond? Yeah, so so I, I got to be careful on some of that water based on where we are in our quarter and what's going on. Um, but we did just have some analyst calls, so I can repeat some of what we said there. That you know what we gave for guidance back for the June quarter, we're feeling feeling good about. Uh, the book to bills are still well above parity. And then again, we're continuing to, to massage those. I think the demand looks pretty darn good. You know, we're thinking through, through the count, you know, the food 
September quarter into December quarter. I, I get anxious, you know, forecasting or, or far much beyond that because again, we've all been around long enough to see these things go up and down. But it, it feels real. I just talked to again, a couple of customers this morning. Uh, we're watching it really closely. We got customers visiting us again, which is really great. And, and they're, the, the two that visited were one heavy in industrial, the other one heavy in defense, and their, their outlook is, is very good. And again, well, as I said before, it's, it, it's all, and you know this, it, it's, it's more widespread, it seems, this time. Hitting a lot of different, you know, whether it be plastic, resins, frames, I mean, it, uh, the Malaysia issues. So I, if I'm out there, and I'm so this is a customer or supplier, uh, I'm for sure paying attention to my supply chain and, and the MRP forecast and make sure I'm adjusting lead times accordingly. So, Phil, final comments on our industry, final comments on anything that you want to leave our audience with? Well, I, I have one shameless plug, if I can, on, and that's 1921 is when Avnet was founded. So we're celebrating our 100-year anniversary this year, and we were founded on Radio Row following World War One with uh, surplus parts for transistor radios and tubes and whatnot. So I just want to thank all of our supporters out there because we've been with uh, some suppliers for 60-plus years, reps for <laughs> decades, customers as well, and then, of course, our employees. So that would just thank everybody for, for the support over those 100 years and looking forward to another 100. Hey, our teams, we're focused on growth. It's a great industry. I mean, let's face it, we, we find ourselves uh, complaining at times, I'm sure, and you know, pick, kicking the dog or, or kicking ourselves, whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a great industry. It's got great growth, more than likely above GDP. Semiconductor and interconnect and passive basis. It's exciting. If you're in this industry, you should be excited. Is it competitive? Yeah, that's okay. That makes us makes us all better. But we're we're looking at you know market share growth. We got to drive returns for our shareholders. And frankly, really expanding. Okay, not 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 developing, but expanding on the relationships we have with our suppliers and our customers, and being sure that we're we're seen as the leader when it comes to design chain through supply chain and, and everything in between. But I just appreciate the uh, the opportunity to talk to, to you personally as well as uh, with the audience out there. People feel free to call me pretty accessible pretty much any time. Well, Phil, thank you very much. I had the pleasure when I was a young outside salesman of meeting Tony Hamilton and certainly his leadership. You know, a lot of people there have stood on his shoulders and uh, you've developed under your leadership now. Avnet is you know, certainly provided a great uh, resource for manufacturers, for us, for our customers. I want to thank uh, Abnet for all that it does for the industry. And frankly, Phil, for your leadership and all the 14,000 employees that work hard every day to provide uh, service excellence to our customers. Without that, Phil, we would be less of an industry. So thank you very much. I'm going to now turn it back over to Netta Simonova. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate your thoughts and your support. Thanks a bunch, Walter. Appreciate it as well. Have a great day. Thank you. Well, thank you, Walter and Phil, for joining me on this episode of ERA Talks. This was a very interesting and timely discussion. And for those listening, be sure to visit our website, ERA.org, for past episodes and subscribe to our channel. Talk soon.